All right. The passage for today is, oh, you may be seated. I'm always so bad at that. The passage for today is Mark 9, 1 through 8. Then Jesus said, some of you who are standing here are going to see it happen. See the kingdom of God arrive in full force. Six days later, three of them did see it. Jesus took Peter, James, and John and led them up a high mountain. His appearance changed from the inside out right before their eyes. His clothes shimmered, glistening white, whiter than any bleach could make them. Elijah, along with Moses, came into view in deep conversation with Jesus. And Peter interrupted them, Rabbi, this is a great moment. Let's build three memorials, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He blurted this out without thinking, stunned as they all were by what they were seeing. Just then, a light radiant cloud enveloped them, and from deep in the cloud, a voice saying, this is my son, marked by my love. Listen to him. The next minute, the disciples were looking around, rubbing their eyes, and seeing nothing but Jesus. Only Jesus. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Now, there's a super cliche story on the internet. It's really cheesy and lovey-dovey, so try not to throw up. A man and a woman, who sometimes in the story are married and sometimes are just dating, are talking, and the woman asks the man to tell the whole world that he loves her. So he pulls her in close and whispers in, his, in her ear, I love you. And when she questions him about it, he says, you are my whole world. Aww. <laughs> like I said, it's ooey gooey and gross. But hey, it's February, Valentine's Day, and whatnot. <laughs> Except, while sickeningly cute and sweet, the man didn't listen to the woman at all. She wanted their love to be public, and he evaded it through some romantic wiggling. We all want and really need to be told we're loved. But as much as a secret affair bumps up ratings on TV and movies, we need that love to be public knowledge. That's what the transfiguration is. Now hang in with me. Epiphany Sunday is when we celebrate Jesus' baptism. It's when the clouds are opened and a dove comes down and says, you are my beloved son, with you I am well pleased. It's God telling Jesus that he's loved by God in a perfect way that only God can. And that's important. It's important to be told that you're loved. My mom and I were just talking yesterday about how so excited we're going to be the first time that my son Josiah tells us that he loves us. Uh, we both know that he loves us. He shows us every day when he reaches out for me, when he gives my mom a big smile, or gives us uh, a huge hug. So he shows us he loves us in his own nine-month-old way. But that first time that he looks up at me with those big blue eyes and says, Mommy, I love you, my heart is going to melt. 
And I'm warning you right now, I won't talk about anything else for weeks. <laughs> and at his baptism, Jesus hears the words, you are my son, whom I love. But the text never says that anyone else hears it. Personally, I feel like if anyone did see or hear it, the text would have said how amazed they were. Mark likes to do that. He likes to say how amazed people were. And then comes today, Transfiguration Sunday. Six days after Jesus tells the disciples that they will see the kingdom of God, Jesus takes the three of them up a mountain and he lights up like a lighthouse. This time, everyone hears what God says. James, Peter, er, James, John, and Peter, even Elijah and Moses, are told, this is my son, marked by my love. Listen to him. Epiphany Sunday is when Jesus is told he is loved by God. But Transfiguration Sunday is when it becomes public. It becomes Facebook official. And we all know nothing is real until it's Facebook official. This is big. This declaration of love is more than some schmuck writing, will you marry me into the clouds? Or as cute as a viral video as that would make. This is what Jesus is talking about when he says, some of you who are standing here will see it happen. See the kingdom of God arrive in full force. Jesus' entire ministry is him preaching about the kingdom of God, saying, it's coming it's almost here. As important as the cross is, Jesus didn't spend three years talking about how he was going to die and then raise again. He spent three years talking about the kingdom of God. And now it arrives with the transfiguration. And what is it? It's God declaring God's love publicly, openly, and visibly. I know Peter gets a bad reputation for always missing the point and not getting it. And he seems to do that here. He's overwhelmed and without thinking just blurts out the first thing that comes to mind. Another cute love story. There was a girl who was going on her first date with a longtime crush. And she was really nervous. So she memorized all of these questions to ask him in case there was an awkward silence. So her crush turns to her and says, I'm really glad we did this because I've liked you for a long time. And she blurts out, so what's your favorite animal? <laughs> Mark said that Peter was amazed, and who could blame him? This was so much bigger than your crush saying that, that he likes you. And while it's true that Peter blurted it out without thinking, and three memorials were not the answer, what he said does show that he understood the connection between this transfiguration and the kingdom of God. The word Peter actually used was tabernacle. You see, Peter was thinking of the festival of tabernacles, which many Jews associated with the arrival of the kingdom. So while his response was wrong, his association was correct. This was the kingdom coming. And that is what transfigures Jesus. I don't think it's a coincidence that after Jesus appears, appearances change from the inside out and his clothes are shining, that Jesus says, this is him marked by my love. 
God's love is what transfigures Jesus. One of my favorite shows is Doctor Who. It's a British TV show that's been on for over 50 years about aliens and time travel. And one of my favorite quotes is when a character, Amy, is talking about her husband, Rory. She says, you know when sometimes you meet someone so beautiful and then you actually talk to them and they're as dull as a brick. But then there's other people and you look at them and you think, all right, not bad, they're okay. And then you get to know them and their face becomes them like their personality is written all over it, and they just turn into something so beautiful. Rory is the most beautiful man I ever met. Now, this is just speculation, but I think Jesus looked like just an ordinary guy. Nothing special if all you're doing is looking at him. But then, three disciples saw him marked by God, marked by his love, and suddenly it's written all over his face and he turns it into something beautiful. Maybe the other disciples didn't see it. Maybe strangers in the crowd didn't see it, but they did. And from that moment on, even when his clothes were no longer shining, Elijah and Moses left, uh, Peter, James, and John knew he was marked by God's love. They saw the kingdom come, and it was beautiful. You know the expression on a woman's wedding day that she's a glowing bride. That was especially true for me. My wedding photographer does a blog post for each of her sessions. And on her post about me, she said I was hands down one of the most excited and giddy brides in the history of brides. She said how I was literally bubbling over the seams with joy and excitement. My pastor who did the service even laughed at me because at the rehearsal, uh, I couldn't stop jumping up and down. And I was just jumping up and down the entire time. He was like, you know you're not getting married today, right? That's tomorrow. When you are loved and are loved, it changes you. Now I'm going to shock you. Romantic love isn't always that way. Couples fight and bicker, and it's not all sunshine and rainbows. That's because neither the husband nor the wife are perfect. Even in relationship with God, who is perfect, it's not all sunshine and rainbows because we're not. We get busy and don't talk to God for days. Something will happen and we'll blame God and fill ourselves with anger and hate. We break promises, we mess up, we do the wrong thing. But if we love God and let God love us, we too will be transformed. How much would your life change if you knew, really knew, that God loved you? How much would my life change if I knew that God loved me? I admit, I'd probably be nicer to myself. I don't know about you, but I'm very self-critical. I look at myself in the mirror and I think, I'm too ugly, I'm too stupid, too lazy, too weird, too awkward. When I think these thoughts, I try to remember a story from church camp. Imagine you love someone very much, and to prove your love, you paint them a painting. And when you're done, you look at it and say, this is perfect, this is perfect for so-and-so. So you give it to them. And they look at the painting and say, 
but this is wrong. And I don't like that part. And why couldn't you paint me a picture like the one you gave her or him? God gave each and every one of us a body and a life for us specifically. He made it for us and no one else. So when I try to wallow in self-hate, I try to remember how much God loves me and let that change me. How else could God's love change us? Well, maybe if we saw how much God loved us, we'd take better care of ourselves. Now, I know Lent is coming up, and a lot of people are going to go through New Year's resolutions all over again. They'll declare, I'm giving up chocolate or fried foods or carbs, or I'm going to work out. And if you want to do that, go right ahead. Have fun with that. But instead of doing it so that you can finally love yourself or so that somebody else will finally love you, maybe do it because someone already does, the best someone. If, however, you are not about that life, I suggest a different kind of self-care. Take a break. Say something nice about yourself. Do something you love. Bake a cake, set healthy boundaries, Say no without giving a reason or excuse. Kiss your spouse or significant other. Trust yourself. Do something you've never done before. What if that was how God's love changed us? What if it gave us the courage to love ourselves? Well, good news. The kingdom of God is here. And how do we know? Because God loves you, and he is not keeping it a secret. Amen.